Well, Adam Lukey, thanks so much for uh, doing those video announcements for us. So this morning, we are talking about the hope of Jesus Christ. You know, this Easter weekend, we started off with the celebration on Friday where we're celebrating the fact that Jesus died in our place. I saw a funny cartoon uh, that someone put up on Facebook and in, in the cartoon, it had someone saying, well, why do we call this Good Friday if it's the day that Jesus was, was killed? What's good about that? And uh, the other person says to him, says, well, if you were supposed to die and someone else died in your place, wouldn't you consider that good? And uh, his response, good point. And that's, that's the reality, right? What we celebrated with Good Friday is that Jesus went in our place to the cross. He did what none of us could do. He accepted uh, death on our behalf. He went and he redeemed mankind. Every, not only mankind, but all creation through what he did on the cross. He paid the price for sin. He took he took the price of sin. He became sin at the cross. And that was a day for his family, for his disciples, where it looked like all hope was lost. Where the, the, the disciples that had been following him going, why did he die? He was the Messiah. We thought he was the Messiah. Why did he die? And suddenly they're put in this place of fear where the one that they believed to be God has just done something that they don't understand, they can't comprehend, because he died. They thought he was there to be their king, to lead them triumphantly into this new kingdom. But he died in the most horrific death. And so there's this absolute lack of hope for those around him on Good Friday. And yet we see on Resurrection Sunday a newfound hope where the very things that Jesus said, that Scripture said would happen, that Jesus rose from the dead. He didn't just rise in spirit, but he rose, his body rose from the dead. The tomb was empty. His physical body rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. And the significance of this we cannot lose. It's so important because his new life, his new resurrection life is the new resurrection life that he is for each and every one of us. Our bodies, us that have been spiritually dead, we are made alive again because of what Jesus has done. When we put our faith and our trust in what Jesus has done, we participate in that resurrection life. That bodily resurrection is that, Jesus, that Jesus went through, we participate in as well. This means we're not just sitting waiting for going to heaven. This new eternal life, this new hope that each and every one of us has is so much greater than us just waiting for heaven. It's a new hope for right here, right now, today. It's you living a whole new life right now in Jesus Christ. If you've never given your life to Jesus before, I'm going to be talking to you today about why you should. And if you've been living as a Christian for all your life, I want to remind you of who you are today. Because you are this new creation. And we now live, you know, back with our original mission. Jesus became the new Adam. And he restored mankind to that original mission that God gave where we are, you know, have been put here on the earth. We've been put here on the earth to advance God's kingdom. He gave that to Adam and Eve originally in the garden, and they handed it away through their rebellion. 
but Jesus won it back. And Jesus, the firstborn among this new creation, this firstborn amongst us, demonstrated to us through his life and through his resurrection the way that we're meant to live in this new kingdom reality. That means how you live now, what you do now, has eternal kingdom significance. We're not waiting just for Jesus to return. We're living that new creation life today. We have a responsibility to go and live each day with God and and live our lives in a way that counts and makes a difference in this world. That means everything you do, everything you are, counts for something. Isn't that hopeful? Isn't that amazing? That is who you are today if you've given your life to Jesus. When we don't understand this, then we just see religious ceremonies. We just see people believing in something that might happen one day. But I want to tell you that if you're a Christian, you live a new life. And when you come into an understanding of this, when you come an understanding of this incredible new life, this new identity, this new you that you are, man, there's nothing better. There's nothing more powerful. There's nothing more life-changing. It's why we can testify to having hope in this moment. Our hope just isn't in going to heaven. Our hope is right now. Our hope is that this world is becoming better. Our hope is that we are having an impact. Our hope is that we are bringing about significance in this world because of who Jesus is living inside of us. And when Jesus was raised from the dead, he was with his disciples for 40 days. He came back for 40 days he was with his disciples. We see this number significantly throughout scripture, you know, where Jesus fasted for 40 days, where originally they were supposed to be in the desert for 40 days, when they left from Egypt to the promised land. There's a significance in this number. And we, we need not to miss the fact that, that the, the significance of this. Jesus there with his disciples 40 days in bodily form. His body raised, him in this new body raised from the dead. And for us, you know, it's this hope. For us, it's significant. And we see that after those 40 days, that he then ascended to heaven. And then within a week or a week to 10 days after that, the Holy Spirit was poured out. And when Jesus was with his disciples, he told them, he said to them, look, just before he ascended, he's like, I am going, but I will not leave you alone. I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will be poured out to you. He told them to go and wait for the Holy Spirit to be poured out, which they did. And the Holy Spirit came and was poured out. And we live not alone today. Jesus may not be physically walking with us the way he was with his disciples 40 days after his resurrection, but he's walking with us in spirit. His Holy Spirit that we're baptized in is is, Jesus is that intimate with each and every one of us right here, right now. So with that intimacy, there's nothing that's impossible for us. Jesus said that we would do even greater things than him. And we look at our lives today and, and we have to go, hey, am I living in the fullness of what God has for me? And I want to encourage you today, as we have this celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, what dreams, what new beginnings are you going to allow God to resurrect in your life today? 
Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus before. Maybe you've never seen a point in it. Well, maybe today is going to be the first day of your new life in Christ. Maybe today, if you've been walking with God, is a day that you make a decision where you are going to, going to live in a new way. I was reading the story this week of someone that made the decision that they were going to give one second of every minute to God. They wanted, just even for one second of every minute, they were going to turn their attention to God. By doing that, they suddenly discovered just how much God was with them. Just that one second out of every minute attention, the discipline of them doing that, helped them see and understand that God was with them every minute of every day. And this person testified, saying that they started realizing that in everything they do, they did, God really was there. That they would suddenly need something that, you know, as they were working on a project, and they would, they would just have it. They would turn around, and the thing they were looking for and needed was there, because they were working with God. And God wants to work that intimately with you in everything that you do, in your workplace, in your family, in your school, in your neighborhood, wherever you are. Whatever your passion is, God intimately wants to be with you. But he's given us this, this purpose on this earth to, you know, Jesus redeemed creation, and he's given us as his followers the original mandate of Adam and Eve, which is to subdue creation, to rule over this earth, which means we're to do it in God's way. We're to do it in a way that brings life, that brings God's kingdom reign, which isn't about controlling things, it's stewarding things well. You know, my son, Joel, he absolutely loves animals. He has a passion for animals that, that I don't have. But, you know, as I've watched Joel develop in this, as I've watched him grow in this, I see God's love for his creation in how Joel loves animals. And his absolute interest in the intricate details of different species and different animals and how they are and how they grow and all the different subspecies. And I look and I'm like, God knows all that about all those animals and more. And you know, God's given us interests in different ways and he's given us passions in different ways. And there's nothing wrong with the differences. It's a beauty of the diversity that we all have. We can have the wrong understanding of what it is to follow Jesus and assume that our mandate is simply just to go out and talk about Jesus and we're to do nothing more. No, we're to be great artists. We're to be creators. We're to be inventors. We're to be people. We're to be the conservationists, the vets, the doctors. The, my brother who's in pharmaceuticals and is creating, uh, creating, helping create vaccines and cures and things to help subdue diseases that are here in this fallen world. All these things are significant. Those that are in computer programming, that are, that are, that are, are, are harnessing technology, those in the creative arts world, and everything else that I'm haven't mentioned the teachers Lord the engineers there's so many jobs out there there's so many things we can be doing there's so many things we can be passionate about all of them are significant the business people they're all significant but how we do these things are we doing them for ourselves are we doing them for just for our own interest and our own personal gain or are we living our life onto Jesus or is everything we do do we do it out to glorify him when we're creating art, when we're dancing, when we're doing music, are we glorifying Jesus in what we're doing and how we're doing it? As we're doing our jobs, are we glorifying Jesus? Is what we're doing representing the resurrection life that each and every one of us lives in today? 
Do we live from a place of hope, a place of joy, because Jesus is alive and we are alive? Do we live believing that today, right here, right now on the earth, we've started living in eternal life? Those beliefs are so important. That's where our hope comes from. Because our hope comes in recognizing God is right here with us. As the world is going through this unprecedented time, well, we say unprecedented time. It's unprecedented in our lifetime. The world's gone through horrendous things in history. But this is unprecedented for this generation. We've never gone through something like this. And as we go through this thing, it can be easy to lose hope. It can be easy to become confused. And if you don't know Jesus, man, it's going to be really tough to hold on to. Like, what do I hold on to in this time? Because if you've held on to your, your ability to produce wealth yourself, you've held on to your stock portfolio, your house price, your job, your income, you know, your, your, your lifestyle, then suddenly we realize how fragile those things are. And it, it reminds us, it's just how fragile life is and how not in control we are. But none of this is outside of God. None of us is outside of his control. None of our lives is. And if we'll walk with him, if we'll partner with him, if we'll allow him to lead us and guide us in everything that we do, oh man, the, the hope, the joy, the peace in any storm is amazing. And so for you today, as we're celebrating, the best way that we celebrate Jesus is how we live our lives. Like I mentioned last week, it's not about how we are in this moment as, you know, while we're listening to a, a message or worshiping or when we're having a time of prayer. It's how we are an hour or two later. It's how we live every minute of every day. Are we bringing ourselves under the kingship of Jesus? Are we bringing our emotions? Are we bringing our gifts? Are we bringing our talents? Are we bringing our finances? Are we bringing everything that we have to offer and putting it under his rule and reign? Are we doing what we do for his glory so that the, the reality of kingdom living, the reality of heaven on earth today comes about? Each and every one of us has a role to play in this. Each and every one of us has a responsibility in bringing about this kingdom life, this kingdom reality that we're to live in. There's not one of us excluded from this. Now, if you're here and you're listening this morning, and you're listening to me talk about Jesus, and you're saying, oh, you know, how, do I, how do I walk with Jesus? Well, it comes from a decision. It comes from a decision to believe that Jesus went to the cross, that he died for you, that he died to restore us, that we were in need, that you are in need right now, that you in your own abilities, in your own gifts, in your own talents, that you cannot restore your relationship with God yourself, that there has been this separation. And if you've been living without God, you know it's there. You know that you feel distant from him. As I'm talking to you right now, you know that something's wrong. That you don't experience the joy and the peace of life with God. And the reason for that is because the reality is that mankind rebelled against God. We chose to go our own way. We chose to be self-sufficient. And, and each person has a choice do I live dependent on God? Do I live in union with him through Jesus Christ? Or am I going my own way? 
Am I trying to win his approval by my, my gifts and talents? Am I ignoring my need for him? Just saying, hey, I just live on my own. There is no God. Or am I doing a bunch of religious activity trying somehow to earn God's favor regardless of what God you may be trying to serve through that? I want to tell you that the Bible tells us there's only one way. There's only one way to God and that's through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. It's through what he's done for us, what he did. He himself restored. He restored mankind to God. Jesus Christ is the Son of God, part of the triune God, Father, Son, and Spirit. God himself came, was born as a man, and he died sinless, lived a life in a way that that could pay the price for sin. And he willingly, he chose, no one forced him to do it. He went to the cross by his own will and choice. He went through that by his own choice so that everyone could be restored. The whole world could be restored to God. The responsibility on our side is to believe that. The responsibility on our side is to get to, to know Jesus, to put our trust in him. But you don't have to know him before you can believe that. You can right now, today, right where you are, wherever you're watching this, you can invite God into your life. But I want to explain to you what you're doing that. You, what you're saying is that, look, I need to change my ways. My thinking, my belief that Jesus is not real I need to re-examine that and I need to invite him in. I, if Jesus, if you're real, show yourself to me. Because if you're real, I'm willing to give my life to you. If you're real, I'm willing to follow you. If you're real, I want the life that I'm living right now to be exchanged for the life you've created me to be. That's the decision you're making. It's not a decision to make lightly. Because it's a decision that you're making that says, God is going to be in control of my life. God's in control of my life. It's not mine anymore. I give it up. I'm going to stop trying to please God. I'm going to stop trying to do it in my own strength. I'm going to stop living as if there's no God. And I'm going to repent, which means I'm going to change my thinking. And I'm going to start living for Jesus. And if that's you today, Jesus holds out to you hope. He holds out to you life. Jesus says, look, my, he's in scripture, he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Which, which basically means that following him is not difficult. It's not burdensome. It's actually freeing. You know, so often being a Christian is portrayed in, by, by those that don't know Jesus as this burdensome, burdensome task. It's this thing of like, oh, you've got to live this constrained life and you can't live in real freedom. Let me tell you, living by God's ways is true freedom. True freedom. It's when we live the way Jesus intended us to live, there is where we're truly free. It's true freedom. It's not burdensome. It actually makes things a whole lot easier because you live a whole new life in God. And so if you've been weighed down in this time by worry, by fear, by anxiety, by depression, if you've been lacking in hope, I want to invite you today to invite Jesus in to your life or to that situation.
If you know Jesus, if you've been following Jesus, but you are experiencing any of these things, I want you to, to lead you in a prayer right now. That prayer is, Jesus, I invite you into whatever situation is causing me fear, anxiety, hope, hopelessness, or depression. And I want you to give me your perspective on this. I, I want to hand this thing over to you and, and, and you carry it because I don't know what to do. But uh, Jesus, I trust that you can show me what to do. I trust that you can show me what to do. And if you don't know Jesus, if you've never given your life to him, I want to lead you in a prayer this morning. And that prayer is, is Jesus, I just want to invite you into my life. Maybe you don't know if he's real. Maybe you don't know if he's really there. Just say, Jesus, I want you to reveal yourself to me. I'm going to choose to believe that you are who you say you are and, and let you teach me how to follow you. I want, I want to put my trust in you, Lord Jesus. I put my trust that what you did was enough to restore my relationship with God and I want to get to know God in a whole new way. I want you to be the king of my heart and of my life. It's not just your heart, it's your life. Jesus says that he was the resurrection and the life. And this new resurrection life that each and every one of us has, it's not just this hope in something in the future. It's now. It's now. It's riveting right now. That eternal life that new life, that life on earth as it is in heaven, empowered by the Holy Spirit with hope that goes beyond any hope that this world can offer, with joy that goes beyond any joy this world can offer, living who we are as new creation reality in Christ. That's what this day is all about. That's what it is to be a Christian. And may you live in abounding hope and joy today. May you live in just new life in every way. I'm going to invite Alex and Josh to come on up and uh, we're going to do communion together. So uh, they're just carrying the table over for us right now. You know, one thing uh, I just love about what you were saying, um, when you truly live a life with God, you experience that freedom. Um, I actually had something prepared for this, this this week, but something just came over me. Um, it's very similar to what Paul says in Corinthians. Um, he spoke to them saying, um, you um, do this in remembrance of me until the day I come. When you live in that freedom, God, God knows that we're going to, you know, love, um, love being who we are. He identifies us. He, he defines who we are. But then he also built this whole mechanism for us to remember him each and every 
time we get together. And that's, that's this right here. That's, uh, that's his body and that's, that's his blood. Um, sometimes we walk through life and I don't know, things will distract us and things will not uh, go as we planned. But he's there. And um, I think one thing we can definitely rejoice in today is the fact that we're going to continue doing communion until the day he comes. This is a symbol of anticipation for his return. Um, so why don't we just partake in this, in this feast? Um, this time I'm going to read from, uh, right from Corinthians. And, he, and it says, Jesus, on the night of his betrayal, he took bread, having given thanks, he broke it, and he said, uh, this is my body broken for you. Uh, do this in remembrance of me. So let's do that. supper, he did the same thing with the cup. This cup is my blood, my new covenant with you. Each time you drink this cup, remember me. Father, we're all here together gathered your church do not let us ever forget uh, the meaning of uh, communion with you God do not let our lack of remembering the symbolism breed any kind of contempt disregard the symbolism behind this father thank you for your death thank you for that immense adoration and love you have for us we anticipate your return we anticipate the day you come back and take us home god amen amen thank you alex that's awesome well i just want to uh, encourage us on two things this morning one, if you're looking for something to do today, tomorrow with your family, Easter-related, really want to encourage you to go. We're going to put a link up on our Facebook page about this, but you can go on TBN, and there's a, the Sight and Sound production of Jesus. It's a play they put on, one of the most incredibly staged plays I've ever seen. It's actually the best stage play I've ever seen incredibly well filmed. It'll, it'll engage every person in your family, so a great thing you can do with them today. 
Also, keep an eye out in our email and on our Facebook page because we're going to be launching a new online platform where we can all watch and comment together as we're doing our online services as well. There's going to be some other things happening online. We've got some worship sets that are going to be put up during the week so you can just be in a place of worship. All, we've got a number of new things that are going to be rolling out over the next little bit. So this is we engage this new uh, reality that we're in for the next few weeks, few months. And we just want to make the best of it. But I I want to thank you for being with us today. Have an amazing time celebrating with your family and just remembering Jesus as you celebrate together. Again, just I want to remind you, what new beginning does God have for you today? How are you going to live the resurrection life of Jesus differently from this day forward? We often think of new beginnings at the physical new year, but I want, you know, this, this day, the most significant day in the Christian calendar, Jesus rising from the dead, is a day of new beginnings. And it's going to be a day of new beginnings with you and God and you living that new reality. So I look forward to hearing from you what's going to be new in your life. Send us an email, send us a text or, or something on social, on social media. Let's encourage one another and live this new life. Thanks for being with us today. Have an amazing week. Take care.